You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Well, good evening. This is Mike. And this is Kevin. And we're here to bamboozle you and dazzle you and baffle you with bullshit. Mostly the baffle. Mostly the baffle. Okay. You'll come out. How many, hands up, how many people came, came out of this show more confused than they start? Me, me, me. My hands up. <laughs> me. Mike is more confused. I'm always more confused. I think that we should change the subject for tonight. I'm in favor of talking about the Volkswagen and Audi diesel engines. Uh, okay. Are we asking our uh, listeners to bring their expertise? Because we ain't got any. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if they can lie about what their mileage is, <clears throat> fuel mileage, and Mitsubishi can lie about what their fuel mileage is and emissions are, <clears throat> I think we should be able to lie about what kind of mileage you get. Well, I'm not sure, but I think that happens anyway. Oh, it does? I mean, no. The, the promises made are pretty astounding out there. Yeah, and then they blame the operator for the when they don't get the so mileage. The of course, the operator's at fault. It's not the alignment guy. It's not the tire guy. It's not the truck guy. It's not the bearing. Not inflation. No. Yeah, that's yeah. I think they should be putting helium in all of them. Helium. <laughs> Doesn't that make more sense? Yeah, make the truck lighter. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. It's a. It's a, it's a Smaller element, though, so so you have to put more in. That yeah, means we can sell more. I want to sell more. I see. I see. Yeah. I'm going to make a lot of money. The helium. What? There, I hope there isn't a helium shortage. Let's do hydrogen then. It's <laughs> 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 even lighter. Hydrogen in the tires. This will be good. <laughs> Does the blimp ring a bell with you? <laughs> oh, the humanity of it! <laughs> All right. If you have a question or a comment for us, please push one on your phone dial. That'll put you up on the topic of use, and then we got a comment or a question. <clears throat> if you push it twice, as we've told you before, you get erased from the universe. You have to get the handyman's or the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy to find your way back. Hitchhiker's handyman's guide? <clears throat> yes, the hitchhiker's handyman's guide. Duct tape for sure. Duct tape is in there. A absolutely. Got to have a towel. It. Who needs a towel? Who needs a towel? <clears throat> Duct tape. All right. Um... I've run out of bullshit. <laughs> I, somehow I don't believe. You. Oh, it's coming on my ears. Okay, <laughs> well let's uh, let's. There's a couple of three people here that want to talk to us. Um, where's the first phone area code from? Uh, seven six five. That's not in the United States. Okay. Can't be. Cause... Oh. No, because it's not Jamaica. It's not Jamaica. Well, <laughs> it's not Jamaica. It's not the United States. That makes sense. Where do you think it is? I, 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 it's on the tip of my tongue. Indiana. Indiana. Is he in Indiana? Is he in Indiana? No. No. So it's kind of a small state. He's gone. Yeah. All right. Let's find out. Right. Click. Hello, Indiana. And I'm Are you on there? Hello? Hello? Yeah. yeah, I can hear you. What's up? Hey, I'm in Indiana. I'm from Indiana. You're from there and you're there. All right. Yep. What's your question? Uh, uh, it's been probably about four or five months ago. Um, I switched on my uh, 
ten foot spread axle aluminum trailer. I did the rims, flipped around the two inch off finish to the end bed. Ah, okay. How'd that work? Um, I love the handling and everything, but I'm starting to notice now on my um, um, front axle tires a little bit of um, wear on my um, like shoulder area, kind of like a kind of it's rounding. It's, not it's rounding off. No, it's had like a 45 angle, like from where on the turns. Yes, yes, and that is a and common problem with with uh, spread axles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I had rounding before, but this was like like almost like I've seen some trailer where they put the caps and they kind of grind on the, the edge of the shoulder out there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's out mm-hmm. there, and yep. So. But the tires are overall wearing even, but that I didn't have that issue whenever I had the rims the other way. So I was just curious if that was. Well, the things aren't flexing as much. It's a more rigid position for the tire, so it's probably going to abuse itself a little more. Now you're talking on the outside shoulders of the tire, not the insides close to the frame, right? Um, on the outside on three of the tires, one, one of the tires was older to where it was already starting around in it, but on mm-hmm. that place that I don't see it on it, but seeing it on the okay. outside, very outside of both front axle, and then one of them, maybe just a tad bit of it on the inside, they were both yeah. new, they were actually both new tires when the rims were flipped, so they were put now, on when you flip Now, when you flipped them on the rim... Or when you flipped the rims, did you flip the tires, or did you leave them the way they were? Left, left them the way they were on, on two of them. The, the two on the front axle actually got brand new tires put on at that time. Okay, all right. So the no pattern from before was affected. Okay, that's fine. Nah. That's fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, I've never figured out a good way to make spread axle tires wear good on the outside shoulders on the front axle. Because when you turn the corner, that somebody just drags sideways. Right, I mean it's it's, but I mean it's a little bit it's different wear than what I've experienced in the past. But I don't think it's gonna with where it's at out there on the very edge. I don't think it's gonna shorten the overall life of the tire at all. Well, that's that's good. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. But flipping the rims worked. Flipping the rims worked. The truck, the trailer actually handles or feels a little better. Yes, um, a lot better. I've got zero offsets on the drives. Uh-huh. I actually notice if I pull a company trailer with the two inch um, offset on them with yeah. zero um, offset on the drives, I actually feel that trailer pushing me around on the road because of the it's overall yeah. probably. I agree. I agree. Um, that sounds tires good. Are five, five or probably five, six inches, you know, spread out wider than what my drive tires right. you know, the rest Correct. Around. Correct. Okay, very good. Is there anything else we can do for you? No, I was just I was just curious if that different wear was you know was because of flipping the rims or not. Yeah, I so I think it is. is. I think it is because you flipped them and now the rims the axle is actually more rigid. It's not flexing, and so it's going to change the way that cornering is going to look on that front axle. I'd agree. So with, with where it's just like on the very tip of it, not rounding any round down, that should you think that will affect overall that I might get into the casing before I wear the thread off the middle of the tire now? I hope not. 
if you're not seeing it on the inside edge of the same rim, you might just want to, just because you are dealing with the spread axle, you might just want to flip them on the rim. At some point down the road, flip them on the rim to get that other edge out there to get somewhere on it. Right. Okay. So I, I think overall, as far as the trend, usually um, I have to replace the tires about a little yeah. over you know, 14, 15 miles on a tire. And I think um, I really haven't worn. I don't think they're not wearing down as much on the tread as what they did before, too. So I think that's going to work should. out. Yeah, good. They shouldn't be wearing as fast. That's good. Now, I assume you don't have a dump valve on your suspension. I do, but um, with, with the super singles, I tend to notice that um, the back axle, when I'm turning, turning uh-huh. tends to float, float better than it did with the duals. So when I flip, right. the, if I flip the if I flip the valve, then that just makes the front axle roll down harder on the sidewall. So I usually don't flip it. Okay, all right. Like That's good information. Over more. It looks like they fold over more. Um, okay. Without you know, without having on the super singles on the back axle, to me they seem to slide sideways. You know, easier. Yes. Than a set of tools. Yes, and that makes sense because there's 25% less rubber on the road, so there'd be less resistance to that turn. And you got half the number of um, edges, so there's less of the edge right. that you need to try and Correct. Right? Correct. I agree. Yeah, some of the guys who have got wide base on a dolly on a set of doubles, they said if you put duels on that little dolly and it's all by itself and you try to push it through a turn, it doesn't want to turn at all. But you put wide base on the little dolly, and one guy can whip that thing around the lot with his hands and push it where he wants it because it turns so much better. That's, that's what I've heard. I heard that. Too. Yep. Now I think you're seeing the result on the spread axle. All right. Well, I appreciate all your help. Not a problem, buddy. You have a good day and drive safe. Thanks for calling. Bye. Okay. That was a good call. Indiana. And he was in Indiana. So we were wrong. First time since we started doing the radio program. We've never been wrong. Never been wrong before. That's right. We don't allow that. All right. What's our next one? We got more people up there. Yeah, we got a few more. Uh, we got a seven one six. What's your guess? Yeah, uh, Texas. New York. This is that guy up in upstate New York again, Buffalo area. That's a. He calls every week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. I think about just about. Right. Let's see. Let's see if he's got anything new. All right. Hello. 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 How you doing? Doing well. Long time no speak, huh? <laughs> ah, you bet. Are you on? You on your way to Jamaica? Yeah, man. Always on Yaman. my way to Jamaica. <laughs> cool. What's up this week? I can't. Well, I got a question for you. If if I inflate my steer tires to 120, yep. does the amount of weight they carry does that increase uh, in a linear rate? No. You have no. a no. maximum load capacity in the design of that tire, and that max load is specified on the side of the tire. So, if you have a 14 ply tire. And the sidewall says it can carry 61.75 at 110. Running it to 120 doesn't really allow it to carry any more weight. 120 just gives you the extra uh, extra reserve in there 
in case you're running it too hot or too cold or it leaks a little bit. Oh, okay. My bad. Now, I kind of went and I was trying to remember, you know, math from high school. It's like, okay, well, if I increase it by this much, what I, I could carry? Okay, basically, let's let's say you're at 6175, and that's the maximum load for the 14-ply tire. And the sidewall says okay. it needs at least 110 pounds to carry that. All right? For every five pounds you drop the weight, you drop about 200 pounds of load capacity. Oh. All right, then. Five pounds you drop the pressure? Yes, every five pounds you drop the pressure, you lose 200 pounds of load capacity on that tire. Right, there we go. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. And but when you go... But when you go up, that tire really isn't rated to carry any more than 6175. So you're not yeah, gaining, more, gaining more weight capacity in that direction. Right. It, you know, quite honestly, okay. Okay. even though it says it's 6175, that's the, the cold standing still inflation. On the Correct. That's the one that's, the, that's the, the pressure that the, the engineers are going by. We know that, for instance, an aerodynamic design front end is going to push down on those tires more while you're driving than it did when you were sitting still. We know that there's going to be more load on it when you brake than when you're sitting still. But that, uh, the, the standard that they're going by is what your insurance is going to be paying off of and what, your, what the DOT is going to be paying attention to. So Right. So it's kind of like a load rating in general. They kind of put it a little conservative, so that way there's a little bit of built-in extra cushion in case something screwy happens. Yeah. Now, if, if you look at a load and inflation table, it will tell you that 6175 is the maximum load capacity axle, and you need a minimum of 110 pounds to carry it, okay? But that's assuming right. two other factors. It's assuming you're going to drive between 30 and 65 miles an hour, and it's assuming the outside okay. temperature is between 40 and 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, if you drive... Oh, we all know those always stay the same. Correct. Now, there is a chart in the manuals that says that if you drive faster than a specific speed, you must put more air in the tire than what's on the sidewall, and you have to reduce the load on the axle because it's not designed to carry that load at higher speeds, say, 75 and 80 miles an hour. By the same token, right. the chart says, if you're always driving slower than 30 miles an hour, you must put more air in the tire, and you can carry more load if you're driving slow all the time. Right. So that's when you can okay. carry more load okay. on the same tire. Okay? And all of those charts are in the tire manuals. And just because I'm curious, you were talking to a fellow the other week about him switching over to an air ride, and you were saying a... a Parabolic respring. What's parabolic? Okay. Old standard trucks had a stack of leaf springs on the front end, or if you look at a Mack Camelback, there'll be a stack of leaf springs where of like nine of them in a stack, and there'll be a little short one about 18 inches long, and then the next one above it will be about another six inches longer, then the one above it a little longer, and another above it a little longer. And they're all okay, built in like an arm. Right. And as you load the truck gotcha. and that stack flattens out, the arc of those springs is what's carrying the load, okay? Mm -hmm. A parabolic spring has one or two leaf springs, and they're all exactly the same length. They're the full length 
There's not a staggered stack of them. Most front axles on highway trucks today have parabolic springs. It provides for a smoother ride. It's softer ride, yeah. And you have to have a shock absorber with it. Yep. Okay. And would that explain why the leaves actually wind up wrapping around like the military wrap to keep that length the same? Well, the wrap, there's two wraps. The top leaf spring wraps tight around the pin at the front and the back. That's what positions the axle. Then the second leaf spring comes up and wraps around the front end of the leaf spring in a loose wrap. That's a safety wrap. If the primary wrap breaks loose, the axle will hang on the safety wrap, and you won't lose your axle. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Okay? Way, way to go, engineers. Thank you for that safety yeah. feature. Woo. Got to have a safety feature, definitely. <laughs> Got to love a yeah, plan, B. plan B. Yes. Okay? All right. Well, you guys have a good one. I'm going to listen. All righty, buddy. You have a good day. Thanks for calling, and have a good, good week. week. Mm -hmm. Okay. He he's up. I, I'm pretty sure this is the guy up in the Finger Lakes area, the Buffalo, uh, upstate western New York area. I think so. Okay. But he's probably not there now. All right. We got lots of questions. We're gonna have to get through these. Yeah. I don't know why all these people want questions yeah. answered. All right. All right. This next one is in the six two zero six twenty. Six twenty. Six two zero. Says, Do you know it's not on my list? I don't have a 620. And it's not in Jamaica. It's not Jamaica. I'm going to say it's in Aruba. Aruba, Jamaica. So there is no 620 on this whole list, including in Canada. Let's find out where 620 Your guess. Aruba. You're going to guess Aruba, and I'm going to guess he's in western Jamaica. Western Jamaica. Let's find out. They got the new area. They got the new area code, right. Hello, 620. Kansas. Kansas. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Hey, my question is, um, I singled out my Google and my fuel mileage didn't change. Can you tell me why? You singled out your duels. And just run the single. It was a... Goodyear 399, it's a steer tire. I'm getting, you know, incredible mileage anyways, but it didn't change. And I was wondering why. No, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're still running the same size tire, but you only got one tire instead of two? Yeah. You didn't go to my weight, tire. My weight, I'm not at 80,000. I was like 60, but I never maxed the tire out. Oh. <clears throat> I, okay. I was just wondering why the rolling resistance didn't go away when I got rid of four tires and changed the fuel mileage. I'm confused. Because you weren't running the tires, all four of them, in a load. They were all just running on their tiptoes because you had way more tire than you need for the load hat on it. Well, no, they were at, it was like 22,000 on all four. <clears throat> yeah, but if you can carry all of the weight you've got, 22,000, and you can carry it all safely on one tire right now, then all the Correct. tires were working at half their effort, which means the sidewall wasn't hardly flexing at all. You didn't have any drag in the tire. They were all basically running on their tiptoes. Did you have them all at 100 pounds? But it gave me the same exact mileage. You would have thought it would have changed, but it didn't. But it didn't. I bet. I, no, I can see that. That makes perfect sense to me. 
Now, wow. if you had been running them heavy, where the tires were all flexing, because the rolling resistance is the flex in the sidewalls. Right. Well, you were running in some yeah. light. They weren't flexing the sidewall hardly at all. Correct. And now you're flexing what's left twice as much as the others were flexing, so the rolling resistance would be the same. Well, it it did it did exactly. It didn't give me any better. My I was I was shocked. I was just shocked. <laughs> I, if it, it may have, but it may have been in the uh, uh, tenth uh, of a mile per uh, gallon. Yeah, yeah, or percent. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense to me. Okay. Okay. You're. Let, let's look at it this way. With two tires there, with whatever weight is on it and you're pushing down on two tires, you create a footprint that is, let's say, 12 square inches between the two tires. I know that's not right, but let's just say that's it. Right, okay? right. Here's an example. I get it. Now, you take the other tire away, and the tire that's remaining is still going to have a 12-square-inch footprint. Oh, because it's, it's pushing down on it harder than it was with the two that were barely on yes. the hand push down. Okay. Yes. Okay, well, it, it did. It gave me the same mileage, exact same mileage. So. Yep, but you saved all of those tires. That's great. That's true. Yeah, I, I you know, if you could run it like that and never worry about it, yeah, I would save four tires, absolutely, but, you know. But now, do you know what I worry about? Tell me. Which way did you install the the rims when you took the tires off? Did you take off the inboard tire and leave the outboard tires sticking out, or did you I take just, off the outboard tire built, and leave the? Inboard? I just built the four outsides off and left the insides, and even left the rims because I thought that was a DOT requirement. Well, whether you have the rims or not, I, I suspect if they see you not having a rim, they're going to get upset at you. Okay. Um, they didn't. But it, okay, good. If you have, if you had taken the inside rims off and left the outside rims on, you would have put too much leverage on the studs, and it would have caused flex in the studs and caused them to fail. By putting it on the inside, you have reduced the flex on the studs. Yep. Right. So... From a safety point, from a mechanical point, I prefer it the way you did by keeping the inside tire and getting rid of the outside tire. Yeah. Right, I wonder, right, right. I also wonder exactly how much tire you're, you would be saving at that point. There's got to be some, but... Well, if, if, the, if the tires run the same fuel mileage and the tires run the same miles per 30-second, you just save four tires. <laughs> if they're running the same miles per 30-second. <laughs> yeah. I guess it just depends on how much tire you're losing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, that's an interesting test. Yeah, I had to try it. So. All righty. Well, you have yourself a great day. Okay, you too. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. What an idea. We're going to take half the tires off the truck and see if the fuel economy improves. Hmm? Well, that's what they're doing with the super singles. No, they're putting a bigger tire on. Well, yeah. So that they can keep the weight. and they it's, half of, it's half the sidewalls. Yes, you have half the sidewalls, but... But they're going a loaded two tires to a loaded single tire. Right. Uh, that's 25% less footprint. And half of the sidewalls. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy all that. Oh, well. Okay. What else we got here? Who's uh, the next one? Uh, 647. 647.
647. You got a guess? Uh, I don't, I don't have, it, 647 is not on this list. Oh, here it is. There it is. This, ah, take a guess. Uh, uh, Missouri. Can they kick it Canada? Canada. Canada. Ontario. Ontario. We got somebody calling across the border. Let's talk to this person. Hello, Canada. Hi. Yeah. Good evening. Yeah, it's Ontario. Cool. I uh, got a question. Yeah. I got a question. It's not quite as interesting as the last caller. I haven't taken any tires off my truck, but. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a 97 Peterbilt, and uh, I've owned this truck since brand new, and I just cannot get any life out of my uh, secure tires. Mainly, it's the right. It's the right. It tends to wear only the outside edge cupping. Like, it cups the outside edge, and you, right. the rest of the tire wears good. The, uh-huh. the left tire wears pretty good. I just noticed now that the left tire also, um, on the furthest right inside rib, it's wearing about one second more than than the rest of the tire, and that's the yeah. left. But, yeah. But my I, main concern is the right outside rib. It chews up every... Uh, Pretty much every steer tire I've had uh, alignments done at uh, different alignment shops, and I just can't get any mileage. But um, yeah, so I'll, I'll give you that information for now, and I'll see what you can think. Okay, my standard response to that is your drive axles are out of alignment. Now they're within factory oh, okay. spec, and if whoever's doing your alignments is trying to get it in the green on the alignment machine, they're going to say, "Okay, it's okay." But we have certain specs we recommend you set it to, and you haven't found somebody that sets it our way yet. Or what? What is the truck again? It's a ninety-seven. Oh, a ninety-seven. Ninety-seven okay. Peter car. Yep. 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 Yeah. Got some work to do on the rear end. Yep. The rear end alignment and a slight tweak on the toe. Now I'm going to guess, just just a guess, that you're getting maybe one hundred and fifty thousand kilometers out of a right front tire. Actually, um, I flip it. And right mm-hmm. now I have uh, I'm, I'm squeezing about 133,000 miles on it now, and, and it's still legal. But I, you know, like I have to flip the tire. I'm, I'm constantly now, gearing that- it up. But but if I just put it on and leave it, then and you're right. I would only get 150,000 kilometers out of it. Right, right. So so it needs a little bit of alignment work. We would prefer to do it a different way. Um, if you go to our website, mdalignment.com, you can look at our shop locator tab and find somebody up in your neck of the woods or somebody you're driving past that you could do it, and they'd do it our way, and it should solve that problem. I also suspect your truck has a bit of a right pull. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and that, that accompanies that tire wear, and that also accompanies the fact that the rear end isn't quite where we want it. Right. And we have a... We have a uh, a gauge for that. We, you know, for us, a right pull is if you're driving 60 miles an hour in the right-hand lane, no wind, and you let go of the steering wheel, it should take four seconds before you get to the white line. Yeah, between three and four seconds before you get to the fog line. If you're, if you're, if it's shorter than that, the rear end ain't done right yet. 
Yeah, actually, um, in order to take only three or four seconds, the road has to have a pretty good ground. If I go on one of those roads where it's more flat, sometimes yeah. uh, it can go probably like uh, a couple hundred feet, believe it or not, at 60 miles an hour before it actually starts to pull right. Okay. All right. Well, I still, I still think the rear end isn't quite where I want it. Now, the, the, yeah, the issue being that the crown is what you typically have to deal with. Right. And using the drive axle to fight the crown is what gets that tire to wear right. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, with, with your method of alignment, do you normally spread the uh, right side drive axles slightly further apart? I may be like, like 132 further wider than, than but, what the uh, driver's side would be? Between one sixteen and one eight, right, a little more than a thirty second. Okay, so one sixteen and one eight wider on the right on the side. right side. Correct. Yep. Okay. But but first, you need to know where the both axles are running relative to the frame. Right. You do not want the front axle aimed to the right at all, and you don't want the uh -huh. rear axle aimed to the left at all. Okay. Oh, okay. Once you achieve that, and you have a little bit of split between them, just a little bit, the whole vehicle travels together down the road, and you get really great tire manage. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm uh, in the U.S. every week. So I'll check with the uh, MD alignment uh, website and see where I can find one of your, uh, you know, like uh, locations Perfect. there. What area of the U.S. Great. do you go into? I normally go uh, into... Um, like Fargo, uh, North Dakota, uh, Minnesota, across yeah. uh, 94. Royal Tire. There's a bunch of Royal Tire locations. There's a bunch of Royal Tire locations up there that have good guys that know how to do it. WW Tire. WW Tire up in uh, South Dakota knows how to do it. There, there's a bunch of them on the website you can find that will be able to help you. Great. Thank you very much, and I, I appreciate your show, and you guys have a good evening. You do the same. Bye-bye. too. Thanks a lot. All right. Yeah, thank you. All right. Bye. Oh, international calls. Yeah, well, international. We're always, you know, the Canadians are always have always been listening to us. And, yeah, but they just laugh at us. Yeah, there's a little, <laughs> uh, politely. Politely. What else we got? Who else we got? Uh, another seven six five. Seven six five. We we had that one a minute just ago. Just had seven. This is a different set of numbers. I don't have a seven six five. That's right. Can I, that's not New York uh, Finger Lakes. Here. No, that was 716. Huh. Well, 765. Oh, 765. Seven, there it is. Indiana. Indiana. Okay. Indiana. Go. Let's talk right. to Indiana. Okay. That guy? Hello, Indiana. Are you there? Hey. I'm here. Are you there? Yeah. yeah. Cool. I got a question about steer tires. And, um, I got a 2007 Mac. I've got about 1.2 million on it now. Just broke in. Front hubs, I, front hubs I've never messed with. And uh, there for a while, about from 800000 to about 950000 I had a bunch of trouble eating steer tires. And I ended up putting the, the nuts with the sleeves. Okay. And then I put Centromatics on it. And I went mm -hmm. through Dunlop tires, Michelin tires, Firestone tires. I went through at least four sets of tires uh -huh. and 150,000 miles Oof. and kept getting in a line 
And then now this last set I have on here, I'm about 150,000 on this set, and it's a good year, uh, 399. Mm-hmm. My left front tire, outside shoulder starts to wear, like a real wavy, but only halfway yeah. around. Okay. All right. And and then eventually, of course, now everything starts shaking. Then my right side yeah. will start to wear like that too. Eventually. Okay. So. First question. This is an 07 Mac. Yes. Okay. Yes. And what inflation are you running? I am running 110. And the sidewall of the tire says 110. And the sidewall of the tire says 110. Okay, you're running the minimum inflation to carry the load. Now, all of these tires that you listed will run better if you run 120. Really? Okay, yes. Now, you run duals or super singles in the back? Duals. I, I haul heavy haul with this thing. So. Okay, now you haul heavy haul, but you're only hauling 17,000 pounds per axle. Is that correct? No. <laughs> Uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, permitted, usually I can go up to 20,000 per axle back there. Okay. So if you're running 20,000 pounds per axle, that means you're running 5,000 pounds per tire on the rears, aren't you? Yeah. And you're running 6,000 pounds per tire on your steers, right? Yes, if I can keep it up, if I can keep the weight up there, I've been trying. Cause I, it seems like once I get... I moved my, I don't know if fifth wheel has anything to do with this, but originally, the last trailer I had, I was able to move my fifth wheel forward about six inches and still be able to clear the frame of it with the frame of my truck. Right. And it seemed like, I thought, well, maybe, because I changed a lot all at once, and then my tires started lasting longer. And right. I kind of thought, well, maybe that was it, because I was keeping my weight up around 12,000 on the steers, and beforehand it was only going like a, when I was loaded and bring the weight off, and I'd only be at like 11.1, 11.2. Okay. The, the problem is with the fifth wheel back a little bit, it bounces the front end of the truck. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to get away with that with specialty trailers. I mean, there's Correct. really no option. Correct. So moving the, the trailer forward and keeping more solid load on the axle makes the tires stay on the ground better. Okay? That probably did help with some. Yeah. That did help it. Okay. But you need... I'm going back to what the weight is on the duals. Let's say there's 5,000 pounds on each one of those dual tires, and how much inflation do you run back there? Same, one cent. Okay. So the steer tire is carrying 6,000 pounds, the drive tire is carrying 5,000 pounds, but you're running the same inflation on them. Does that sound right? No, it don't. Don't. The drive tires do well because you're overinflating them. The steer tire is having a problem because you're only giving it minimum inflation. Okay. So more air in the steer is going to help you. Now, your rim has a maximum cold inflation of 120. You don't want to go past that, but you do want to hit that in order to give the tire as much reserve air as it can get. Now, that's okay. the first thing. In fact, Second, huh? in fact, based on everything you're saying, maybe he should switch to 16-ply tires. Well, until he gets to a 13,000-pound axle, a 16-ply tire is not going to help him a whole lot. But it's something to consider. If you buy new tires, get an H-rated tire or a 16-ply, then the sidewall is going to call for 120. But the problem is if you do that, you need a 130 rim, so you've got to replace the rims. Uh, but it, it, the, the 120 would still carry the load. 
Mm-hmm. And just uh, the 16 flat tire would just carry it. Give you a little better capacity because right. you wouldn't be overloading okay. the tire at that point. All right. The second thing I would do is I would jack up the front tires. Now, do you do your own maintenance or have somebody else do it? I, it just depends on where I'm at. I, I'd okay. stay going for most of the time, but if I can get home and do it, I'd rather do it at home. All right. What I want you to do is I want you to jack up the front tires one at a time. I want you to grab okay. the top of the tire with both hands. I want you to kick your legs back. I want you to grab a big stance on that thing, and I want you to shake that tire like you try to shake it off the truck. Especially with that wear on the outside edge at the bottom. Then, if it goes click, 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 your wheel bearing's loose. Okay. And that will cause the cupping you're describing. Okay. And that, so I was between, kind of afraid of that. I was kind of thinking maybe the wheel bearing was loose, too, because like I said, I haven't touched the front hubs, and they haven't touched yeah. at least 600,000 miles. Yeah, I, I would definitely be checking the bearings. Now, another thing I would do is when I have it in the air, I would spin that tire real fast, and then I'd put my fingers on the air brake chamber right behind it. And if you feel vibration in your fingers, that bearing's pitted and it's got to be replaced. Okay. There's some okay. kind of problem going on there. If you don't feel any vibration in your fingers and it goes click, 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 all you got to do is tighten it up. Okay. All righty. All right. That sounds good to me because, yeah, I have no problems with my drives. They they seem to do pretty good. I got uh, 350000 out of the last set of seven thin Bridgestones I had on here. So. Yep, and, and you're airing them up enough to carry six. That, okay. You're airing them up enough to carry 6,000 pounds back there, but you're only carrying five, so you got got 1,000 pounds reserve capacity in each tire, but you don't have any reserve in your steer. Yep. Okay, so... So I'm good back there at 110, but I should bump my steers up. I agree. Yep. Okay. All right. That, I appreciate it. And you have a good day, buddy. I've actually got to listen to your guys' show. So. Cool. Well, you can stream us online if you want. Yep. 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 All right. All Catch right. You later. I appreciate it. Yep. Bye. Yep. Call it. That was Indiana 2. Indiana 2. Two Indianas. From the same area. More questions. Next question, you're not going to know this area code at all. I won't know it. Be completely unfamiliar. Completely unfamiliar. 876-402. Oh, <laughs> I heard that someplace once. Someplace. Could be Nebraska. Could be Nebraska. All right. Is he in Nebraska? Uh, probably still. It's Sunday night. He's at home. Let's talk to him. Hello, Nebraska. We're in Denver. You're in Denver from Nebraska. What uh, part of Nebraska? Omaha. 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 All right. Very good. Oh, yeah. What's up, buddy? Yeah. I, I had a question about uh, my drive tires here. I run super singles on them, and I usually run about, oh, close to the max rating, high 20s, right around 30 usually, 30,000. And I run about 105 to 110 PSI in them. And uh, okay. my front axle driver's side there's a the wear pattern is really strange it it looks like the best way i can describe it is if you take a corkscrew and screw it into a uh a cork and then you unscrew mm-hmm. it and you have that little flap that those are all over the tire okay and i'm not right. really sure what's causing that if you take your hand on the drive tire and slide it on the tread around the tread toward the front of the truck 
and then you slide it from the front of the truck around the tread toward the back. Does it feel smooth going to the front and rough going to the back? Yeah. Yep, yeah, it does. That's yeah, kind of like how you side to side. Yep. But this is okay. front to back. Okay? Yep. Now, that's heel and toe. Heel and toe wear comes from either engine torque or brake application. Those are the two things that create heel and toe. Drive tires okay. will have heel and toe, and it is normally uniform on all four drive tires. But yours, he's got super singles. Okay. But you're saying the heel and toe is really bad on the left front, and it really doesn't look bad on the other ones, right? The other ones hardly have it at all. I mean, I'm feeling them now, and they feel pretty smooth on the other ones. It's just this front left one is, is just okay. terrible. The other ones don't even have these little pits in them. What that's telling me is either something's wrong in your diff and it's putting all the power in that wheel position instead of spreading it around to the others. Like it's supposed to. Or there's a brake problem and it's dragging in that wheel position. That's okay. okay. It's one of those two things that's going to be causing that right. to make that tire wear worse than the others. Unless that tire is running 20 pounds underinflated compared to the other three. Well, there's a possibility. Yeah, I've got a tire pressure monitoring system, so I mean, I'm always keeping an eye on the pressures, and I'm never having an issue with one being way off. Um, okay. And I don't have, uh, like, excessive brake dust in this rim. Um, I mean, I don't have brake dust in any of the rims, so I don't know if it would be a brake problem. Um, it sounds Generally, to me, I, I would kind of agree with you with the diff problem there, then. I agree. Generally, when it's a brake problem, things start smoking. Yeah, yeah. No, I my brakes have been. I mean, they're they're lasting a lot longer than I ever thought they would, and I, I check them all the time because so I don't have unusual wear on any one of my axles. Um, How many miles is on the deal? One hundred and eighty-five thousand. That's that's not a lot of miles on a diff to be having a problem. No, no. This yeah, truck, this truck is brand new. Mm-hmm. So, I I would. Okay. I would be looking to see if I can figure out if there's something wrong with a diff, okay? Okay, and um, I don't know if this helps you guys with the diagnosis on this. My tread, now I expected this, but my tread wear um, on both tires on the front axle is definitely lower than the rear axle, but I kind of expected that. I don't know if that's because mm -hmm. of the way the power flows and then goes through the power divider and you get more wear on your front front axle but my two tires on the front are wearing evenly in terms of tread depth and they're a little bit lower than the rear axle but it's just a driver's side one that has all this oh is it really that's really that's backwards normally the rear diff wears 25 percent faster than the front diff is that right is that because of scrubbing yes. or is it because of the power oh okay it has nothing to do with power right. it has to do with huh. scrub the fifth wheel plate sure. normally is four inches in front of the common center between the two differentials. Okay. So yeah, I run my fifth wheel all the way back. Um, and you're right. Ah, so looking at it, it is about, it is though about five inches ahead of the common joint on the back diff. Okay. So what happens then with it in front, as you turn a corner, the trailer's right on top of that, so the front axle normally pivots around the corner, and the rear diff slides around the corner as you go around the corner. Now, if you okay. go to the outside shoulder on your front diff and feel the outside shoulder of the tire, it should be sharp and clean. And if you look at the outside shoulders on the rear diffs, they're probably rounded and shredded. 
it's backwards on my truck. Ah, okay. All right. So we've got the way you've it's, got the... it's really rough on the front axle. Um, lots of gouges and just a rough wear on it. And then the rear axle is nice and smooth, kind of rounded okay. over on the shoulder. You've got the fifth wheel back far enough that the rear axle becomes the pivot axle. Okay. Gotcha. And that is causing faster wear on the front. That will cause faster wear on the front. Is it possible that that's affecting this? Yes, it is, because he's running it in a position we normally don't see a truck. Right. Um, so would that mean, that kind of clues me in, then maybe the uh, front axle, since it has, I don't know, I'm guessing it has less weight on it now since it's uh, the one pivoting, or the one the one scrubbing. Um would that maybe give me my weird wear pattern on it? Because it's it getting, could, it could be this. Because it has less weight, it, it's maybe uh, slipping or not, you know, not slipping, but uh, doesn't have the yes, grip slipping. that it should have when I do power off. Yes. Right. When, when you let the clutch okay. out, the engine is going to torque the frame, take some load off of one wheel or the other, and one wheel is going to want to try and skip a little bit. And it sounds like your left front's skipping. Yep. Okay. All righty. So uh, basically, to remedy that, maybe I should try running the fifth wheel up more, kind of in between the axles or maybe a little head. Yeah. How, how much weight are you getting on your steer axle? Um, when I'm loaded, I'm usually right there at about 12, 11, 8, 11, 9. Which um, means you haven't got much room to move that fifth wheel. Exactly. You're going to be overloaded. That's kind of the reason. That's kind of the reason that I have been running it uh, back. Um, I mean, I do run flatbed, so I could maybe have... You know, I could get my loads loaded a little bit differently and try to finagle some stuff here. Um, but, yeah, I guess that that kind of helps me out there. I think I know. I think you guys kind of walked me through what's going on here. Give you a chance to play with it and figure out what it will work. Yeah. Yep, definitely. All righty. Well, hey, I appreciate all the help, and I really enjoy the show. Thank you, sir. You have a good day. Thank you for calling. You as well. Bye. All right. Well, that was a Nebraska caller. Yeah. Number. Yeah. With an interesting question. It was. There. It was different. He's got his, his setup a little different, and it's causing some different wear. Yep. All right. Interesting. What do we got next? Oh, uh, two more. I've got about 15 minutes to get through them. So, 570, which I think is 570 is Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Oh, <laughs> There's Dutch back a, there, too. Yeah. A. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk to Pennsylvania. How are you guys? How are you doing? We're doing good. All right, good. I'm going to tell you my uh, steer tire wear pattern. You tell me what I'm going to feel in the cab. How about that one? Okay. All right. Got uh, Michelin Energies on the front, multi-energies. Um, on the five ribs, if I take my hand in and out, they're pretty smooth. But if on the, the two ribs, in one rib, like from the center, I'm feeling like heel to toe. Ah, okay. All right. And what inflation are you running? 110. They call for 120. Yeah, you're underinflated. Okay. Would that and make me feel why, why would I feel wobbling in my steering? Because the footprint is buckling up in the middle because you don't have enough air inflation to push the ribs down on the ground. And, and then those buckled up ribs will chatter along the ground and give you a wobble in the steering wheel. Okay. 
Now, the problem is that if you can see the pattern already, even if you put the air in it, you don't have a real good chance you're going to fix it. Okay. You got to try. Go ahead and put more air in. Now, if the sidewall says 120, I want 130. Okay, that's what I'll do tomorrow morning as soon as they start. It says 120. Right. All right, 130 sounds good to me. Just a little bit extra to help push that tread down on the ground. All right, sounds good. Thanks a lot, guys. Good luck. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling. Yeah, bye. Okay. Very good. That was simple. So yep. it was a wobble in the steering wheel. Because the tires are chattering along because the footprint is distorted. It's distorted because it doesn't have enough air pressure. Doesn't have enough air. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, 731. 731. We've had a lot of seven numbers this time. 731? Yeah. 731. I don't, I don't, I see a 732. I see a 727. It could be an internet number. Let's try 731. I'm going to guess it's in Mississippi. You're going to Mississippi. I'm going to say California. California. All right. See what we got. Hello, 731. How you doing? Where are you at? I guess you don't get a lot of calls from my area. Um, it's West Tennessee, Jackson, Tennessee. Western Tennessee. I'm going to be down there in two weeks. How about that? Yeah. What are you going down there for? There ain't much but I've got to farms. Go, I've got to go to New Johnsonville, Tennessee to do a retrain for Mid-South Logistics. Okay. okay. Yeah, Martin's over there, the tanker company. They wouldn't hire me, though. Ah, well. <laughs> but, the way uh, life goes. Okay, I work for a company. I plan on buying some trucks down the line. I'm I'm getting my credit 100% perfect first and waiting for my mm-hmm. kids to get a little bit older. But anyways, I drive a company truck. I care about the truck uh, for the reason that, you know, you should care about someone else's stuff. I know a lot of people don't do that. But uh, my mechanics can't figure this out. And I believe we've got pretty good mechanics. Um, mm-hmm. my, two, my, front, my front axle, they're Michelin. Uh, I think they're retreads. I don't know. But I have... Uh, six Michelins, two Bridgestones. They said they were having problems out of the Michelins. So uh, um, I went online to do some self-diagnosis stuff, and the only thing I could see that looks like my tire wear is uh, what they call stoning. But I took it to my my mechanics, and they said that's not what they think it is. They thought it was my alignment. I went to the alignment shop, and they did the alignment, and uh, he said he doesn't think that's what it was. It was barely off. Um, okay, the two inside tires on the front axle, there's the two outside ribs and there's three uh, sections of tread. Now, mm-hmm. the innermost section of tread, say there's 16 treads, like uh, four of them are are getting worn away and the rest of the tires not. And like some of them were at an angle and now they're starting to flat out to where they're almost a quarter inch lower than the, the rest of the tread. What okay, is that? Okay, okay, okay. Let me make sure I understand. <clears throat> We're talking about a okay. drive axle tire problem, not a steer problem, right? Yes, correct. Okay. You've got dual wheels, not super singles, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. The tire wear is on the inside tire in all the positions that are having the problem, right? Only the inside two tires, the, the innermost tires on the front axle, the only two that got affected. Okay. Okay. And the wear that you're seeing on it is on the inside half of that tire. Yes. And it's isolated to just the tread. That's what it is? Okay. Wow. 
Thank you. <laughs> I was shooting for the shocks because uh, I blew nope. my uh, pressure up higher, and the shocks started leaking. I got one replaced. They wouldn't replace the rest of them. And then I got right. an alignment, but the wheel bearings. Look, okay. let, me, let me give you another one. Let me give you another symptom that you could have. <clears throat> yeah. You're on smooth road. You're holding a sustained uh-huh. speed. You're not accelerating, decelerating. And you start getting a vibration that comes up to the seat and the feet that shakes and stops and shakes yes. and stops. Yes. Your wheel bearings are loose. Yes, I got that. Okay. Yeah, I only drive 60, so um, the, the speed I don't doesn't think matter. I didn't do a speed. No, the speed okay. doesn't matter. And, and if they have a question on how to adjust the bearings to get rid of it, you can have them contact us. We can tell them about it. There's a video on our website under the video library on bearing adjustment explains exactly this tire wear and the vibrations and how you have to adjust the bearings to stop it. And the reason your it shocks sucks. are going out is because of the vibration is being stopped by the shock and then shock bleeds fluid in the shock again and it eventually blows the seals out of the shocks. Got you. Yeah, they told me the shocks, they leak a little bit, but they're not blown yet. <laughs> but they will be. Uh, Got to fix those bearings. Yeah. I mean, you can, I, they, somebody knows how to tighten bearings because the rears aren't wearing this way. But the rear axle scrubs more, and you won't see the pattern on the rear. You'll see it on the front diff because it wears slower. Well, if this matters any, I keep my fifth wheel all the way forward, and that was another question I have. Like my front steers right now are the weight thirteen thousand one hundred. I know my weight limit is like six two per tire, so I am right. overweight on the front. How dangerous is that? It's it's is that. It's to be Volvo, honest, so I heard Volvo's can hold more weight up front. Well, but the tire can't. You need to go to H-rated or 16-ply tires on the front. Yeah. They'll handle, they'll handle 13, too. And the difference in so price, between, you... a, the difference in oh, price between a 14-ply tire and a 16-ply tire is only about 20 bucks. So if you drove this truck and you had a 14-ply, uh, what would the most you be that you'd put up front? I know we're on the radio, but... 12-2. Or... 12.2 is the most I should go. 12.2 to 12.3 is about all I gotta, My trailer's going to start dragging air, <laughs> yep. going, sliding it back. But I'll, I won't go over 12.2 then. Um, yeah, just, and another question go, is, go ahead. How, how can you count your tires? I, I'm on an owner-operator site, and they made fun of a guy that didn't know how to count his tires. Count your tires? They said like, yeah, he said when you go in a shop, you should be able to say number six tire's got a problem. And there's a way of counting them professionally that you can tell someone what, exactly what tire it is. Okay, in general, if you were looking down at the truck from above and you were an angel looking over it, right? Yeah. Tire number yeah. one is your left front, tire two is your right front. You're counting left to right. Go in order. And then you go to the okay. next axle, you count from left to right. Okay? Okay. That's okay. That makes sense. All right. I'll let you go. I appreciate Not it. Not a problem. You have a good day. That's All right. Problem. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay. <clears throat> that was interesting. That was. Uh, five minutes, two callers. Two calls. Let's get through them. 580. 580. Uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. He's still in Oklahoma. Yeah, he's flooded. He ain't getting out of there. Oh, it's flooded? Well, they've got a lot of rain lately. <laughs> he's stuck in the mud. Hello there, Oklahoma. Hey, guys. Are you I'm doing a, all right? I'm, you betcha. You betcha. Cool. I started out with one question, but I listened to that one guy there, and he, he's talking about putting super singles on the trailer. 
and I, I've, I've got zeros. I'm going to put zeros on the truck, and I've got two inch offset on the trailer. Is it going to is it going to run funny down the road doing that? Well, what he said was he's got zero offsets on his tractor. He had two inch offsets, and he was and on trailer, and he was having inside edge wear and problems. And we suggested he flip the two inch offsets around so that they're one inch insets. And he was reporting oh, that when he did that, when he did that, the trailer handled much better. Oh, okay. Okay, I just caught part of the conversation. Yep. So what was your original question? Oh, my brother's got an O2 Freightliner. And on the steering, actually, he doesn't have a hub oiler. It's just got a cap. Yes. What 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 kind of bearing setup is it? Does that have a crunch sleeve or no? No, it's a unitized pressed bearing fit, like would be on a car. It's lifetime lubed. It's a sealed unit. It has a seven hundred and fifty thousand mile warranty. When it goes bad, you buy a whole new hub. Oh, okay. Okay. That that was the question. We were talking about it. And the the simple way to test to see if it's any good. We told a guy earlier to jack up one side at a time and shake it. Well, if right. that one, if you get click, click, click in there. My God, it's uh, it's gone. Uh, the other thing I said was you spin the wheel real fast and then put your hand on the air brake chamber behind the tire, and if you feel the vibration, it's gone. It's pitted. Right. Problems inside there. And, and you cannot service that bearing. You have to replace the whole hub. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah, it's 1500 bucks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he'll be happy about that. Yeah, you don't want it to be bad now. You want them to be okay. Yeah. Well, he bought Alrighty. the truck for cheap, so he can afford to spend the money. If he has to. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. You betcha. You have a good day. Thanks for calling. You bet. One more. One more. 715. Seven, uh, oh, no, no, no. That's Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Where I'm going tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm going to Wisconsin. Let's see what Wisconsin has to say. He's still there. He's still here. Hello, yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah. What's up? You're going to Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Okanata, Okanota Falls. All right. I'm going hey, to I got Green a Bay. real simple question. Yep, way up there. Uh, up there where the um, trees are green. Yeah, <laughs> men are men and women are don't don't say much. <laughs> That's right. What's up? Uh, hey, uh, um, rear springs, air springs on a Freightliner. Yeah. Yep. Okay, like norm, like normally you see the single, the single bar with the airbag and the um, bushing. Yeah. Hey, I happened to run across one that has um, a, a second spring that goes just beyond the axle. Now, what, what is the reason for the extra spring? What does it do or what's it for or what's it? Okay, now I'm confused. I got to replace my spring. So I'm thinking about going with just a single bar rather than the double spring. Well, the Freightliner airliner suspension, what year is your truck? It's a 98. 
Okay, in the 98, the Freightliner airliner suspension should be a single spring that comes off of a hanger in front of the axle, goes underneath the axle. Once you get past the axle, it bends like a hockey stick and it sits on top of an airbag. Yep. Okay. But now it might. It has a second spring like you see on a Kenworth. Yeah, like so. It's more like a, so like the the internationals where it's got that extra spring wrapped around it. It's a heavy duty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's the heavy duty air ride suspension as opposed to the standard air ride suspension. Right. Yep. Yep. Now, so what are was you that heavy duty before? Carry twenty three thousand pounds per axle instead of twenty. All right. Because I was, I was still thinking you got your SIPI limited to your 34, and because I, I bought it, it was set up that way, and I was like, I got to change the springs. And I was thinking about changing most of the standard, but then I was well, wondering if that was geared up for okay. something special or. Okay, but but if you don't have the frame to carry 46,000 pounds back there instead of 34,000. If you don't have the axles to carry that, if you only got 20,000-pound axles, if you only have 20,000-pound spindles and hubs, there's really no advantage to putting that heavier spring on. All right. Because the only thing that I could think of is he was doing a, a heavy haul to where yeah. maybe to get, to get the vehicle moving to put that torsional twist there, but I think that... Uh, um, Drive line would give out before that spring would twist. Jerry, we're going to farm truck? Yeah, no, no. If, if he's got a really heavy haul, then he is going to have diff housings. The thickness of the metal on the diff housing increases as you go to heavier and heavier axles, which means he'll have right. 13 millimeter thick housings instead of 11s or 9.5s. He'll have heavier bearings, he'll have heavier hubs. He'll, everything will be heavier in order to carry that weight, and he has to have heavier springs to carry the weight. But if you don't all have right. all that stuff, there's no advantage to you to putting a heavier spring on. Yes, because I don't know if it does or not, but I plan on, I don't plan on doing heavy haul, so I plan on using it as a standard truck. Yeah. So he bought it, and it has this. Oh, you bought it, and it's got the heavy spring on it. Correct. Got to replace it now. Oh, okay. And now All should right. I replace it back with what it has, or replace it with standard? Okay. Now you get into the DOT question. If your door panel says that you can haul forty-six thousand pounds on that housing, and you don't put forty-six thousand pound springs on it, they could get pissed at you. All right. I doubt it's only coming to if I got forty six thousand back there and I don't and I don't got that in the boat door. If it's not in the door, then nobody's gonna care. If you can peel that sticker All right. There. All right. Okay. All right, so I will I will check that and I thank you much. Not a problem, buddy. You have a good day. Yep, Okay, dokie. Well, it's been a good week. We got through all the questions. We did. We didn't run too far over, did we? Uh, three, four minutes. Well, they only charge us $1,000 for that, so that's okay. <laughs> I appreciate you folks listening. We'll talk to you next Sunday, and we may have...
Ron Webster from True Balance as a guest for a little while. Uh, we almost did tonight, but he had a birthday party to go to, so we'll try it next week. Another time. Have a good one, folks. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.